Switch Podcast. With me, your host, Whitney Levesque. I'm an astrologer, intuitive, and Reiki practitioner. And this is my show where I share my wisdom and insights. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Space Witch Podcast. As always, I'm so happy and grateful that you all are here, especially I have done an interview with Jen, who is a Reiki master teacher, spiritual coach, who I personally have worked very close with over the last year or so. Jen specializes in creating a safe and supportive environment for people who are going through their own spiritual awakenings. Jen has been doing this work for 20 years and is versed in an Indian practice called Diksha, which she talks more about during this interview. For those of you who aren't familiar, Diksha is a spiritual practice of giving blessings or, from my understanding and doing a little Google searching, a transferring of divine energy. As some of you may know, I don't usually do interviews on this podcast, but for some reason, my intuition has been bugging me for months to do this interview, and I'm so glad that we finally sat down to do it. During our conversation, Jen talks about what a spiritual awakening actually is, how do you know if you're going through an awakening, what is the divine feminine, what happens when you're going through an awakening, who actually experiences a spiritual awakening. We talk about self-love and so much more. Jen is just so wise and so knowledgeable. I'm so excited for you guys to hear our conversation. And without further ado, I give you my conversation with Jen. Jen, thank you so much for being here and being on the podcast today. I'm so happy to have you here. We were kind of just talking about this before I started recording a little bit. So I know you offer your services as, you know, you kind of present yourself as a Reiki master teacher and spiritual coach, and you do do all of those things. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? I've personally found from working with you so much over the last year that the work you do is so much more than just your regular run-of-the-mill Reiki. So I was wondering if you could kind of explain like what it is that you really do and what your sessions are kind of like and maybe like what people can really expect from working with you. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me onto the podcast with me. We have worked together for quite some time now, so and had wonderful experiences and I'm I'm always happy to share what it is I do because I feel like I'm so fortunate to be a part of the divine aspect of just letting it flow that it's always Mm -hmm. an amazing adventure (laughs) when we're all said and done. So I started way back in 2002 with my first Reiki attunement, and I worked my way through being a Reiki master teacher, and I've been a teacher since 2010. Um, And I have to say that I had no idea that I was going to do anything else other than provide Reiki sessions. Um, I was very interested in energy, and I learned a lot through all the attunement classes that I took. But like, you know, I've told you before, like the Reiki attunement for me was like a door being opened and it really did expand me and bring me to a place where I could accept and acknowledge and and use the spiritual gifts that I have. And I do believe everyone has them. So for me, Mm -hmm. that was the pathway to unlock that door and then to Mm -hmm. step through it. My Reiki sessions started to become more about a counseling, you know, kind of a coaching 
aspect to it where people just weren't ready to get on the table and have the Reiki until they were able to express what they were going through and share their experiences. And the Reiki was flowing the whole time. And I just realized that that was part of the session. Over the, over the years, I've, I've done other modalities. And the one that I really want to touch on is Diksha, um, which originates from India. And that is really primarily, um, it is receiving of energy of a divine blessing. So I became a blessing giver, but it focuses on mm -hmm. awakenings. And that really transformed my practice um, so that when people were sitting in front of me, we were having discussions um, about major shifts in their life. And I was able to open myself up and channel information uh, from what I like to call like a divine source, a divine presence that was yeah. able to guide them and support them um, through things that I wasn't even aware of. So I was learning right. at the same time, too. We're all being awakened. We're all shifting and that really is where I'm at now. So I offer Reiki. I offer um, the coaching, the spiritual coaching. Um, I teach classes on spiritual topics because I think it's all the same thing. It's mm -hmm. just what people are guided to step into the doorway with. Some people really come from an energy perspective. Some people come from a very spiritual perspective. And some people are very uh, either psychically gifted, spiritually gifted, and, and they want help in using their gifts to connect to a higher source, which like we just recently talked about, that really is at the end of the day, that is what I'm hoping my sessions do. It helps people connect to whatever their divine presence is so that they can, they can engage in their awakening process. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and they totally, it comes through like, and it, it's funny cause I'm like listening to what you're saying and I'm like thinking about like the timing and everything and of when, like I started seeing you and, just really how helpful all the work you know we've done together how like helpful that's been for me and I think it's so amazing that you specialize in these awakenings it's just funny because I, I really felt when I decided to do this interview I was like this whole episode this whole podcast like the focus is going to be on awakenings and the divine feminine and so kind of like you said you know you sort of specialize in working with people through their awakenings I was wondering, can you share a little bit, and you kind of did already, but are you comfortable sharing a little bit about maybe like what your personal spiritual awakening was like? Did you know you were going through an awakening at the time? And if so, like, how did you know? Absolutely, Whitney. So, and I just want to start by saying, so I'm going through shifts just like everybody else. And the way that mm -hmm. I am having this experience of my awakening um, which has been going on for several years, is that the Divine Feminine came to me mm. and kind of laid this all out in front of me in multiple visits. But for me, it was it was life-altering. Um, I really did hear this be beautiful voice <laughs> talking to me. Um, I don't come from any religious teachings, religious background, so this was straight up a spiritual experience of a Divine Presence that I identified as feminine. And mm -hmm. what I was given for information was that the divine feminine need, was going to be coming to awaken humanity, to shift humanity, because the masculine and feminine energies, which we, we each have both of those, has been mm -hmm. out of balance for thousands and thousands of years. We used to identify with the goddess and not mm -hmm. the god. And somehow that got transformed into um, going too far with the masculine, which is the action-oriented, um, the survival, 
the, the battling, conquering energy, which, you know, at time in our history, there, there were periods where we needed that. And that was how humanity survived. But it was also how humanity kind of downgraded spiritually because of this need to conquer and fight in battle. So the divine feminine mm-hmm. is here now on the planet and is trying to take us from our minds into our hearts. So we are emotionally being opened. And for me, my practice started to change right away. And it wasn't even anything that I consciously did. I was still in this kind of fog for a couple of weeks after this experience of, you know, I was talking to my family members and telling them, you know, I had this incredible experience. It was so emotional. It lasted for three days and I was, you know, a hot mess. I was crying. I was laughing. I was having all these incredible emotional um, threads running through me. And the first time that I go back to seeing a client, they're presenting exactly what I was told would happen. They're going through a major shift. They feel like everything in their life is kind of being tumbled upside down. They're, they're spiritually seeking things that they didn't even know they wanted to know about. And it really just, it really was just kind of put in front of me. Um, that's when I really started to become more of a channel and where I just knew that I was moving out of the way so that the divine could come through and give this person the support, guidance, love that they need. Um, So that's kind of how my whole process started. And again, the Diksha that I experienced starting in 2010 when I became attuned as a blessing giver, that the shifts that I witnessed in people in in different um, venues that I was going to and just in the teachings from India itself about how this is this is destined to be for humanity, that we will awaken. And just if I can fast forward to how that has kind of acclimated to this point in my practice, is that I was then told we will each have our own shifts. Mm-hmm. And then we can come together and have a collective awakening. That's how humanity humanity will awaken as a collective. We each have our homework to do. We each have our letting go, our unlearning, our dissolving of who we think we are so that we can become who we really are, which is love, which is light, which is spirit, um, which is, and oneness is very much interwoven in that. But the oneness part is also in the coming as individuals into your sacred space Mm -hmm. and having your own individual shifts that can only be for you that are tending to your specific needs because we each have our own story. We each have our yeah. own past, past lives. We have our, our purpose that we're showing up for here. And a lot of people are being invited to help shift others, help shift humanity. So I think it's a beautiful, it was such a beautiful surprise to first mm-hmm. learn about awakenings and then realize that this was going to happen. Then to start seeing it happen in my you know, practice here in Maine, a small little office <laughs> in Maine, and then to see that, okay, wait, in just about the time COVID hit is when I got that message of, we're, wait, time out, we're all, this is not happening as the divine would have it. So we're all going to be individually placed in our sacred spaces, our homes, mm-hmm. and we're going to be processed. However long that takes in whatever pattern, whatever process that is, um, so I know there are people on the planet that are awakened, that is for sure. And more and more people are what I call popping, in quotation mm-hmm. marks, popping all the time. <laughs> I don't believe that I can say that about myself, but I feel like I don't ask that. I don't ask that question. I don't have the experience of it. 
I just know that there are constant things that I'm becoming aware of and letting go. Right. I identify myself a lot different um, in my experiences. You know, love is constantly showing showing itself to me in different ways. That that really is all that I that my focus is on. Um, mm-hmm. People ask me all the time, "How will I know when I'm awakened?" And I feel like it's such a grand experience that you feel like you're just going to know like this, like fireworks are going to go off. <laughs> you're going to have yeah. an amazing party and people are going to come out and start cheering. Um, right. It really isn't that. So there's, there's an old saying that says before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water after enlightenment, mm-hmm. chop wood, carry water. You're mm-hmm. still going to live the, you're still going to live your life, but you're going to be triggered less. You're going, mm-hmm. there's going to be less charges to have to heal. And you're going to feel lighter as you realize that your source, you are the divine. And I think that is happening to everybody and very incrementally and very subtly. Um, and then every once in a while, you'll have a big pop. And I know you know this, too, because you've had them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> something that seems so subtle and so beautiful and so gentle, two days into it, can be like this amazing epiphany that something has happened to you. You mm-hmm. have been processed. You have release something you have this new vision you can see with new eyes you can hear with new ears it's so beautiful and you don't know it's coming which I think is amazing because I think humanity would put their hands all over it and say this is going to happen next week at this time and I'm going to be ready and we would totally undo or try to manipulate you know out of excitement fear, the whole experience so it has to happen awakenings are happening to us and through us, but the most important part is they're happening for us. It's not anything that we can do to make it happen. I help people prepare, like to prepare the soil so that Mm -hmm. that it is, I think, a more enjoyable and a more visual experience and so that we have awareness because I believe that's really the divine's message. I want you to be aware that I'm awakening you into your higher self. Yeah, yeah, totally. I um, I love the way you just worded all of that. And it's so funny because like I have all these questions and you definitely just answered like a couple of them <laughs> um, with that answer, <laughs> which is so funny. Um, I guess my question would be, um, I mean, you already kind of explained a little bit about like the divine feminine. Um, do you equate like the divine feminine to being the same as just like the divine Um like, how would you really kind of describe what the divine feminine is for um, someone who's maybe like more grounded or just doesn't really like understand like what that means? Because I know for me personally, and this is what I was thinking a lot about when I was writing these questions, um, you know, spirituality is, you know, it's kind of on the rise these days and you see it a lot on social media, especially when, um, you know, there's like a, a big thing happening like a full moon or a lunar eclipse or Lionsgate or whatever it is. Um, And you see a lot of these posts where people use a lot of this like very spiritual language and it it does make it sound very much like kind of like you said, like, oh, it's everything's going to be rainbows and butterflies and this eclipse is going to happen and everything's going to melt away and be great. Um, And I find that because I think sometimes people don't fully... um, what's the word, like understand what all these words mean, like energetic shift or spiritual awakening or the divine feminine. Um, I think sometimes the message of what we're really trying to get across is, you know, teachers, spiritual people, lightworkers, mystics, whatever word you want to use. 
it's hard for I think people who aren't as familiar with this stuff to like understand like what does it mean to manifest? What does it mean to, like I said before, have an awakening? Um, what is the divine feminine? So, I was wondering if you could explain to me like I'm five, um, what really is like that divine feminine energy for someone who might not be um as familiar with that term? Right, right. So. In the beginning, when I first, because like I told you um, when we first started chatting here, I didn't, I don't have a religious background per se, um, and any religion that I was aware of as a child was from my mom's um, Catholic raising. So, mm-hmm. um, I I knew about Jesus Christ. I kind of knew some of that story, but it was always masculine. I didn't really give a lot of, you know, thought to even ask about anything else. That just I always identified it was God and it was masculine. When I started my own spiritual journey, um, when it just started to happen where I was getting information um, and understanding that, so it's from an energy perspective that we have a masculine energy and a feminine energy. And man, I could not reconcile that, that if we were created by a divine being and we were given both, there must be both (laughs) somewhere, Mm -hmm. somehow there had to be the essence of a feminine and a masculine divine. Mm-hmm. And that was very easy for me. I, I literally had that light bulb moment. And from there forward, I used the word divine because I wanted it to be, for me, I wanted it to be all inclusive, any divine presence, any divine being, masculine, feminine, um, of any culture, of any time and space. The feminine mm-hmm. aspect wasn't really introduced to me um, until I had that moment, um, so it was five years ago now, where I was, there was a lot going on. I was doing a lot of guided meditation. My spiritual gifts and abilities were really starting to open up to me. Um, and I just started envisioning every time I was doing a meditation or I was praying or I was even doing a Reiki session. And it was a, it was a feminine voice that was speaking to me. It was a feminine presence that I could feel. It was very maternal. Um, it was very emotional. So that even when I'm talking to you now, I have my hand on my heart. Like it is so deeply ingrained as a feminine, maternal, emotional love. And I was then, I think all all we have to do is just be open to infinite possibility because that's literally what I did. I I remember saying, I don't know what's happening. I don't even know what I'm talking about or why I'm seeing and feeling these things. Um, And that's when I had that experience where I had a feminine voice asking me if I was ready. And it's just a funny story. I, and I'm pretty sure I've told you this before in our past sessions, but um, I like Mm -hmm. to think that I I can go with the flow and I, and I have had to battle fear um, in a lot of different ways in in my shifts. So Mm -hmm. putting that to the side that that's just a given that hearing a voice that you can't put a body to is, you know, it's, it's fearful. Right. (laughs) Having, um, someone, a booming voice wake you and, and you realize, so I sat up in bed instantly and said, what? Cause I, I figured somebody was in the room. And when I realized nobody was there and I'm getting my bearings and I hear the voice very close to my face, I can, I can feel it asking me, are you ready? Like getting irritated with me. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, just like a little girl, just like trying to please your mom. I said, yes. Right. And then I said, well, wait, wait, ready for what? Because <laughs> in my mind, the fear is now getting, okay, you can't see who you're talking to, this middle of the night, you must be crazy, and don't say you're ready for something, because maybe they're coming here to get you and it's the end of your life. And are you really mm-hmm. ready for that? 
And this happened within a millisecond. And then I realized, just like a little, you know, a child realizes the parents giving them the look, I can feel it. I can feel the look mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, I got to be ready. So I said, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. That was my introduction to the Divine Feminine. After that, everything just started pouring in. And it was all about the awakenings and about balancing feminine masculine energy. It was about channeling information about how our heart is flowering. That is what is happening. Our hearts are opening and they're, they're infinitely flowering. Just like a lotus, the petals are constantly moving and, and expanding. That's what we're doing. We're expanding inside this love. And mm -hmm. I started to have the experience that, that love was not just say, something you say. It's not something you do. It's actually what we are. And that had never happened to me before. And that was a, that was a divine gift from what, who I call the divine feminine because I heard her. And after yeah. that, I just started having a lot of beautiful um, divine beings that I was reading about and talking about and dreaming about. And I just figured this is, of all the things you can teach about awakenings, of all the things you can experience and share and try to help people with, this is my flavor. This is what I'm being shown, that I need to come from a divine feminine aspect. Very powerful, very fierce, like standing up and, and, and with a roar, but also being the mother holding and loving and nurturing. Um, and, and, and I am a mother, so I can definitely identify mm -hmm. with that. But it is when you're down and you're against the wall, it's not the masculine energy that I want to fight and to stand up against the world i want the fierce divine feminine who says i'm going to love my way out of this i'm going to become my highest self and feel my way through this i'm not going to shut down i'm not going to swallow it all of those processes happen because of the divine feminine aspect which is is servicing and processing and loving all of us some people will have very visceral experiences of a divine feminine presence mostly healers to be truthful yeah. Um, in other people, it, it may be their traditional, um, it could be religious, it could be, you know, just spiritual, it could be agnostic, it doesn't have to be any specific being, but it may be nature, it may be the sun, the moon, the stars. For me, mm -hmm. I think in my teaching, so that it comes across very clearly, that it's an emotional, loving energy that's awakening us, that the feminine mm -hmm. has to be, has to be part of my conversations with people. Not that it has to be for everyone, um, but she's the one who's speaking through me. And that that's how I really feel. Um, I, st I step out of the way and I allow the divine feminine aspect to teach and to discuss and to support people's processes and give reasons why it has to be the, this way, which you could probably speak to, Whitney, like if that's mm -hmm. helpful when you're doing a session to know this is why the divine feminine is presenting this. This is why you're looking at it this way. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I believe that's helpful for people because we don't know what we're doing. Right. We don't really know what's happening. It's just <laughs> happening to us. Yeah. I was going to say it's absolutely helpful. And it's so, I'm just like thinking about everything you've just been saying like it's funny you really don't know when that spiritual awakening is going to happen you don't really know when it's going to end i know some people talk about how we have multiple awakenings or it just kind of keeps mm -hmm. going <laughs> and i'm i'm thinking a if lot I of about on... oh go ahead oh, go ahead Whitney. well i was just saying i really want to talk on mm -hmm. that one thing you just said people are talking about the word awakening and you had mentioned this before about the 
terminology and the verbiage that is used right now in, in on spiritual platforms. Mm-hmm. And awakening, even for me, when I first started learning about awakening, I thought, oh my gosh, you have, you are awakened and that is it. And you have made it and you have graduated <laughs> and then you can, you know, just kind of roll on down the road and be set and love on mm-hmm. everybody. And yep. that's when I was introduced to the, the word shift that right. we have many, many, many shifts. And some people have thousands of shifts that will lead to their awakening. It's, it's kind of destined to be whatever it has to be for us to pop. And right. it doesn't, it's not a competition of like, okay, so this person is going to need five shifts, but the person sitting next to them doing the same work is going to need 50 shifts. It's, there's nothing to really, and I don't think anybody can even psychically say, oh, this is what your shift schedule looks like. However, I do believe that sometimes they're gentle and it may be five or six shifts on a topic because that is the best way that you will not resist. The divine mm-hmm. knows this. This is the way in for you. And then there might be a time where you wake up and you have popped. Something mm-hmm. has popped. You are a different person. You are having the experience of being a different personality, witnessing a different life. And that is also a shift. And yeah. our accumulation of shifts is leading us to be our awakening. And that's why I don't believe we actually know right. that we're officially awakened. We just start living that way. You just start having the experience. And you look back and say, wow, I don't even remember what it was like to be triggered by that. Or when I used to worry <laughs> about that. Because right now it just it just doesn't exist in me. Hmm. So thank you for letting me explain that. I think the word shifts and awakenings um, can, yeah. can, lead, can really trigger people as far as a competitive process. And it's really not that. Yeah, no, I, I think that was beautiful the way you explained that. Yeah, I think it's just it's important to kind of give people like more see, I'm very I'm very grounded and like practical about things. And so even like in terms of my spirituality, it's like for me, I, I like things to be very like clear cut. This is why like I don't know if I really believe in things like twin flames, because people just kind of throw that word around and right. it's so hard to right. define like right. what does that really mean? Is that like a soulmate? Is it, you know, people act like it's more than a soulmate and I feel like no one really knows. So I just I think it's so important sometimes to kind of dissect like the language yeah. that we use around this important stuff. I believe that and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, which I process all night, so it's it was just such a beautiful shift for me after we had this conversation about when you know what people think about what whether it be spirituality what they believe in words verbiage especially people who may be like I I don't you know all I know is I want to change my job I want to change my vocation and I decided I don't really want to live in this house anymore and and I've decided that I'm I'm you know, starting a new relationship, all these major aspects of life, they want to change. They want to have a new experience of it. So those are shifts. <laughs> Anything that's affecting right. your life on a, on, on a very grounded, hardcore aspect of your life, your romantic life, your financial life, your home life, any of those things. But one of the things that I, that I find interesting is that it's not even, even if we never talked about any of this, it would still be happening. Mm-hmm. It's all about awareness. Some people really want to be aware. 
some pe- everyone here is gifted on mm-hmm. this planet, spiritually gifted. Some people, there are three options. Some people come here and they will never know that they have spiritual abilities and they're fine with that. It never crosses their path mm-hmm. and they never ask about it. Then you have a group of people who have an awareness. They're made to be aware that they have gifts, but they don't care to use them. That it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like their path. And then you have the third group that is awakened into their gifts and then uses them, you know, happily. Mm-hmm. Um, it may even use them to help other people with their shifts. You know, it may mm-hmm. be used as divine instruments. I think that we get really hung up on words and mm-hmm. it's very easy for people to say, well, first of all, I don't even know what that means. And secondly, it's overused. <laughs> we talked about this yesterday. As far mm-hmm. as anything to do with like twin flames, soulmates, I try to oversimplify things, but I love that I simplify things. I love right. that the does have with me. I love that I live such a simple life. I really do because it allows me mm-hmm. to say what I'm going to say right now. The purpose of us being on this planet is to understand experience have an awareness live live that we are divine beings and the only twin flame soulmate the most intense connection we should want is with a divine mm. everything else is is an expression of a divine right your partner is the love you have for your partner is an expression of the love that the divine loves you with right we are just vessels of love and I know that sounds very simple and probably for some people it's mm-hmm. like corny, like oh, that's like cliche. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you love work but if you look yeah. at love as an entity, like a, a flow mm-hmm. instead of, you know, I heart you, it is everything in me that is divine. All of me is tuned into all that is, and I'm expressing that to you. That is right. that to me. It's as grand and as simple, all in one bubble, for why we're here and why we're being awakened and why we're being shifted mm-hmm. so that we can feel and experience who we truly are, which is love. We can spend a lot of time, and people do, and our minds is what <laughs> our minds plug in and say, well, we really need to chew this one over because it doesn't register with how we believe or what we think or what we know. Mm-hmm. The mind knows what it's seen, heard, or experienced. That's it. So if you're yeah. asking your mind to say, you'll believe in mir- miracles and magic and infinite possibilities and universal, you know, manifestation, that mm. you can make things happen by tuning into these energies, of course, it's going to seem ridiculous. But if you realize that that's just who we are, we're just waking up to realize, hey, we can do that. That's who we mm. are. Some of us are yeah. really sleepwalking deeply. And we'll need more shifts to wake up. And some of us came here just lightly asleep. And mm-hmm. we're getting shifted gently but quickly. Because we don't have a lot of stuff to process in getting mm-hmm. there. And that is, you know, I always frame it. This is about us becoming who we really are. And it's mm-hmm. not anything we can do to do it. But being aware and trying to release any resistance to being love, that will help the process. That will that that will help you have shifts that awaken you. Yeah. You're listening to the Space Witch Podcast. 
If you're enjoying today's episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a rating and review for the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And while you're there, be sure to follow me on both platforms so you never miss an episode. If anything that I'm talking about today resonates with you, or you think it might resonate with a friend or someone you know, you can also support the show by sharing this episode with that person or over on social media. The best place to find me is on Instagram at Space Witch Astrology, and feel free to tag me in all of your posts. I love it when you slide into my DMs or tag me in your stories. We have such a great little community over on Instagram, so please feel free to come join me on there as well. Your ratings, reviews, and shares help so much, and I'm so grateful to every single one of you for listening to the show and being here with me every week. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for listening, and now let's get back to today's episode. Wow. Sorry. I'm like, it's funny. Every time you talk, I just, I almost get into like a a trance. Like I'm just like listening and processing. There's a couple of things I want to touch on just based on like what you said. My first question is, I mean, basically everyone is going to wake up like one way or another and go through these shifts. Do you feel that like the people who might have less awareness of it, like, is that going to be harder for them? Do you think, you know, what are your thoughts on that? So just like when I was just talking about spiritual gifts and the three major pathways that that can take for people in a lifetime you know you're aware you use it you're aware but you don't use it and then you have no awareness at all i believe that so i believe in past lives i believe we chart our lifetimes Mm -hmm. i i i just i don't even have a reason to tell you why i believe in that it just has always resonated with me from my youngest age so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna follow this this line of thought for a moment if we agreed to be here and we charted these extraordinary lives during this time on the planet. Humanity's never been awakened before. So the fact that we're here doing it, I don't think that was taken lightly. And I do believe that people that aren't going to really, that don't really have an awareness, they're just kind of living their lives and they're going through stuff. And, you know, they might come sit in front of me and I'm like, holy smokes, (laughs) like you're doing it. You're being it. Like you're amazing in how you're, experiencing your life experiencing the divine um and and they may have no it might not register at all they charted that it was not meant to be an aha and that doesn't change the fact that that's why i always give it to the divine the divine is doing it the divine is doing it and i say the divine feminine because that's who i'm working with Mm -hmm. but i honor the fact that there is no restriction to whatever divine presence a person is being awakened by, shifted by. And for people who think they don't have a divine presence, there's nature, there's the sun, the moon, the stars, there's some something bigger that is waking them up from their sleep. Hmm. So for people that are not having these big, huge experiences, and they may not even be spiritual seekers, don't even want to hear or talk about it, they're hmm. not, they're choosing not to have the experience, but they're having the experience anyway. That is their experience. Their experience right. is it's not going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. For me, like I, I'm very, I love, I'm kinesthetic. I love feeling things. I love yeah. the feeling of things. <laughs> so I, every little thing registers with me, good, bad, or indifferent. 
that's the rub. It doesn't make a difference what it is. I'm going to have a feeling experience of it. Well, that resonates with me because I work with a divine feminine who is all about the heart and feeling, feeling emotions, feeling love. So mm -hmm. this is like a grand experience for me. For other mm -hmm. people that are not following that path and don't choose to acknowledge that it even exists, um, they charted that. Their experience of awakening, um, they're going to get up and do the same thing the next day <laughs> that they did the day before and probably not talk about anything different. It would take an objective person outside of them saying, wow, you used to be so bothered by this, and now look at you. you just, you're just so peaceful. <laughs> That's right. a shift. That's a shift of awakening. The, they're, they've shifted into their heart space, and they're just, they're just moving on. They're just doing it. Um, when I was learning Diksha, mm -hmm. which, again, originates from India, um, the avatars that I was studying under their their teachings were that they're they're a very scientific tipping point when enough mm -hmm. people have been shifted into awakening and are fully awakened there will be a ripple effect that then humanity will just it will be like dominoes falling that people will shift and shift and shift and shift that also resonated with me which is you know that's just that that is a line of thought of belief but yeah. for me it's like the hard work is happening People are shifting. People are, um, I'm not sure if I can swear in here, so I'm just going to substitute it with messy <laughs> AF. Yeah. <laughs> shift has the potential to mm -hmm. be me laying on the floor crying, ugly crying, um, and being totally overwhelmed by why is this happening to me? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Um, that, is, that is part of it because the divine doesn't have judgments or restrictions or limitations. I may release the biggest thing of this lifetime in that five minutes that I am ugly crying on the floor in a, in a heap. It doesn't yeah. matter. It is, I teach people specifically, please be with your releases. If you feel one coming, literally get yourself in a safe space and let it happen. Let your emotions mm. out. Scream if you need to. Do whatever it takes to not restrict it and hide it and swallow it. Because it's coming out. It is going to come out. And if you allow the process to happen, no matter who, what you believe in, if you allow these things to happen, you are supporting and um, guiding the shifts to happen in a less, I don't know, messy way, in a less yeah. traumatic way. The people that resist, that say, this is not even real. You know, I have this issue and I'm always going to have it. I, I want to be angry about this and I, I don't. I'm going to go to my deathbed being angry about this and judging about that. Mm. Um, they're going to be shifted and it will be whatever it takes. That's yeah. what I believe. That's what my divine has told me. Like, let's not do it the hard way. So let's get some people out there that can talk about this and guide people to say, hey, when this happens, when you have emotions coming up, especially if you're feeling very masculine and these emotions are making you highly uncomfortable, let it out. Mm. Right. And I don't know if that answers your question, Whitney, but it's <laughs> it's more about it doesn't matter what you believe or mm -hmm. what your experience is. You've charted to have the experience of awakening if you're here on the planet. Yeah. You've charted to be here during this time. And anything that's happening is it's normal. It's okay. It's whatever is supposed to be for you. And if you're suffering greatly and you can't seem to get out of it and you're not having shifts like everyone else. Mm -hmm. You're making it harder because you're not being with the process. Yeah. You're not allowing 
emotions to flow. You're not healing anything. You're not forgiving. You're not opening yourself. You're mm. not being vulnerable. So right. you're just taking the harder road to what is going to happen anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think you, you you more than answered my question and, of course, in the most beautiful way possible. I really want to talk. I feel like I can't interview and not talk about this. I really want to talk about the self-love work that you teach because I feel like self-love, much like self-care, again, it's like very kind of like trendy right now. We see it all over social media. And it's one of those things where I think for some people, it's a little bit I don't know, maybe like elusive or like a lot of people don't know what that means. And I also think another big thing that I'm noticing that makes me personally feel really sad is that I think a lot of people read about self-love and self-care and I think they feel like almost like a lot of shame because they see these things like, you know, oh, just think positive and be kind to yourself and do this. And it's ironic to me almost how like when that shame comes up and we kind of reject self-love because we think like, yes, oh, I can't yes. love myself. It's almost, you know, you're kind of following that pattern, which almost maybe reinforces some of that shame. Right. And so I'm just wondering, like, what like what would you say to someone who's really struggling to understand this concept of self-love and maybe they're even kind of rejecting this idea of self-love because they just think that it's not for them, even though like it totally is, it's for everyone. And I think based on the conversations we've had and everything that you've told me, I really feel like self-love is kind of at the root of a lot of this awakening stuff. And I think it'll probably help us to love others. And I'm even thinking about like that conversation we had when I met with you yesterday. I don't know why I thought of this, but like how we all kind of project these things onto each other. And a lot of that, I think, is just stuff kind of coming up from our egos. And But we're all one, you know, like we're all one consciousness. And so I think self-love is kind of like a really great place to start with this awakening stuff. So I would love to hear your thoughts on that. All right. <laughs> so the self-love aspect, and I like, I love how you just framed that because I believe one of the biggest pearls that humanity has to release is verbiage and the triggers that can happen for every person in such unique ways. So if, if I'm sitting there telling you that, you know, it's all about self-love and you have to love yourself and you're like, well, what the hell does that look like? Sound like, <laughs> taste like, <laughs> like sounds great. But where do I buy it? And right. I personally, so I'll share this because that was my first shift mm-hmm. was I ended up actually teaching a class on it about 15 years ago, I think. And it really was my like, oh, my God, this, this is it. I have to love myself more. I'm going to tell you that I like the verbiage of self-care better because mm-hmm. every time you do something that tends to your needs, you're loving yourself. And humanity has gotten to a place where everything is external. Mm -hmm. Everything we need is outside of us. Everything we focus on is external. And we lost ourselves. And if I'm, if I'm teaching, if I'm, if you're coming to see me and I'm looking right at you and saying, you're a divine being, the divine lives in you lives through you, expresses itself through you all the time, um, and you can't stand yourself, How mm-hmm. that's, 
for me, it was such a dichotomy. It actually was like an explosion because all I could think of was some beautiful divine being standing in front of me or an angel. And Mm -hmm. I'm treating it the way I'm treating myself. I'm thinking the thoughts that I was thinking about myself, like I'm not good enough, you know, I'm not smart enough to do that, or I'm not worthy of my time. Mm -hmm. Would I ever say that to somebody I totally adore, admire, and love? No, 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 no. I would never. Mm -hmm. I would never do that. I wouldn't want to hurt them. I wouldn't want to wound them. Um, But I could not say that same thing about myself. Right. And we don't realize our self-talk in the way we, when when you say, when Mm -hmm. someone is saying, I don't have time to take care of myself. Mm. Um, well, there's going to be a shift and something's going to come <laughs> out of your life. And mm-hmm. I guarantee you have time to take care of yourself. But first, you're going to have to be shown what needs to be taken care of. And that's where the triggers come in. Right. The triggers come in to show you, wow, this is bothering me. This is bothering me. This is bothering me. This really pisses me off. I don't understand why this keeps happening. Um, stop and realize there are messages. Mm. And that there's the spirit, the, the divine in you that wants you to know that so that you right. can stop doing it or you can start taking time for yourself. Um, back when I was first teaching, I had this whole epiphany about self-love and mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm looking for someone to help me because I'm like, I had this thread flowing through me that about self-love and what it means and why it's important. I wasn't putting it with awakenings then because I just wasn't even learning about that. But the self-love aspect was, do I love myself enough to get more sleep? Mm. Do I love myself enough to eat healthy food? Do I love Mm. myself enough to make sure that even when I'm taking care of the kids, that I have at least 10 minutes where I'm doing something so joyful that it's just for me? Mm. And it was, I now know, looking back, that that was the launch pad for all of our awakenings. But mostly, see yourself with love. And understand, have an awareness if you can. What if I was a divine being? What if the divine did create me and did live in me? What if what if Mother Nature created this vessel for me to walk the planet? And why am I not caretaking it? Why am I not taking care of it? Mm. Why am I so resistant to loving who I am and what I am and what I'm doing? Um, you can definitely go down rabbit holes because it's such a sensitive subject especially Mm -hmm. for women, but for everybody. But I see a lot of women and the class that I taught was all women. And the majority of them couldn't even look in the mirror. At the end of the class, I had a hand mirror and Mm -hmm. I asked them, I told them I was going to go around the room. And I said, I want you to know that when I look at you, this is what love looks like. I'm having the experience of love when I look at you. So I go with the mirror and I have them look at the mirror and I want them to know. And I'm saying to them, this is what love looks like. Whatever you Mm -hmm. see in that mirror, that's what love looks like. And more than half the women couldn't look in the mirror and the other ones cried when they did. And it was so touching. Like we, we are so uncomfortable with being internal, with being Mm -hmm. with our feelings, with being with our fears, with being with our hopes and our joys that we, project things externally, we seek things externally, and the whole time the divine is saying, when I wake you up, it's going to be an inside job. Mm-hmm. It's going to be based in love, and it's going to be showing you who you really are so that you have the experience of that. Not that you know it, but that you're mm-hmm. experiencing 
you're having a full experience of yourself as a divine living breathing creation yeah. um i could go there's so much to say about self-love <laughs> but it doesn't have to be the word self-love it can be how do i how do i take care of myself how do mm -hmm. i tend to my needs does it take three weeks for me to understand that, wow, I'm doing too much and I'm starting to get really, really burnt out? Mm. Or, you know, I keep doing this one exercise and it keeps hurting my foot, but I keep doing it and doing it and doing it. There's two pieces to that. One is, okay, so why don't you stop? And then the second part is, why are you doing it in the first place? Right. If it hurts you, stop. And then ask yourself, why did it take me so long to stop? Like, why yeah. do I think that I'm doing it? it? Am I trying to get some... Do I have some kind of goal that's unhealthy? I mean, you can go really far with it. But the first thing is how do – so, you know, I've said this all the time. The divine had told me a long time ago that there would be two major questions for us to ponder, for us to, to breathe in. What do you really want and how do you feel about what you really want? And it seems so simple. Like, okay, so if you say I really want to love – my body, my mind, and my spirit. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how do I feel about that? Well, it sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm going to do that, but it sounds great. And it sounds like something I should do. So you start shitting all mm -hmm. over the place. I should do this. I should mm -hmm. do that. That is the that is the antichrist to self-love. You have mm -hmm. to take that word right now. It should be, you know, how do you feel? How do you feel today? Do you feel like you need a certain type of food? Do you feel like you need more water? Do you feel like you need to go lay down on the grass and look up at the sun? Yeah. I believe that we're supposed to be simplifying our experiences so that we have time to experience ourselves, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, experience totally. externally and more who am I and what am I experiencing? How is that yeah. feel when I'm experiencing? Yeah. So I want to quickly I'll tell you one of the mm -hmm. things that I'm teaching in that class enjoy your shower as a sacred experience in the morning mm -hmm. or a bath whatever you take and imagine that the water coming out is like divine love light and you're being cleansed you're being groomed or whatever for this amazing day you would see yourself as like shining glowing when you came out it would be an amazing experience of everything that I feel is being washed down the drain, so I have a clean slate today. I get to choose the experience I'm going to have of myself. And that mm -hmm. I love that thought process. I get to choose the experience I'm going to have. Life's not going to happen to me. I'm going to choose the experience of my life. I'm going to choose yeah. to go to work. I'm going to choose to enjoy the ride there. I'm going to choose to get a coffee. I'm going to choose to have it a certain way. All because I'm loving myself enough to know that that's what I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a divine being here experiencing life and making choices and being coming aware of who I really am. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's like, I'm, gosh, I'm like, I feel like I experienced so many different emotions just like listening to you talk. Like yeah. I went from like starting to tear up and crying and then like just being totally like bewildered by everything. Wow. So it's just it's so funny, too, because I'm thinking about what what you said about, you know, how we're just becoming more of who we are. And again, like I'm just I'm not trying to make this episode like about me, but like I'm thinking about the conversation we had yesterday and it's like it's so funny. And I know I'm probably not the only one who thinks or feels this way, but it's like 
how scary is that sometimes to think about like becoming this person that you really are and stepping into your more authentic self and like I, I'm even wondering I'm like why is that so scary and I, I think it's probably because we know that if we really go after what we want we might have to let a lot of things go a lot of things that maybe we found a lot of security and comfort in and like just the unknown of like who am I gonna be like what is my life gonna look like it's weird how it seems so daunting you know if we look at it, just kind of a side note because we mm-hmm. were talking about the heart kind of flowering and exploding in love and our experience of being love. But if you bring the mind into it, mm-hmm. the mind's not going to go away. The mind's not going to die. It probably thinks it is. That's why it's you know having major freakouts right. quite often now. But the mind is saying, wow, you're feeling and thinking less. You're feeling more thinking less. Mm. And when you're thinking less, the stories aren't as important. It's how do you feel? It's not what you think about. It's not what you think. It's how you feel. Well, you, your brain's going to, your mind's going to tell you a bunch of things. So the idea of the unknown is like a death sentence to the mind because it can't really tell you a lot of stories about the unknown. So it's going to make up stories. It's going to say, what if I don't like myself? (laughs) What if nobody likes me? What if I can't even do my job? What if I go to my work and I'm like, all of a sudden I'm just like mindless. Or the mind might say, wow, it's going to take you a really long time to get there. And it's going to be so overwhelming that you're going to just want to die. It's going to be so horrible, so painful. Um, The mind is the ancient mind. It is the survival fight or flight Mm -hmm. mind. It is the one that survived the dinosaurs, the, you know, you leave the cave and you die every day because there's many things against you. Mm. That is not where we're at now. And the mind, um, which I just say, man, I just, you just want to love the mind because it's doing its job. It's doing a fantastic job at what it was created to do, Mm. which is protect you, keep you alive, survival. But now we're into, it's not, it's, I don't want to survive. I want to thrive. I want to enjoy mm. being. And and the mind would say, being what? But the heart says, just being. Being whatever is happening. <laughs> whatever I'm feeling. Imagine mm. if you didn't have a judgment that the day sucked <laughs> and that this person was horrible and you just had the experience of whatever was happening inside of you. Yeah. The experience of whatever's happening inside of you um, you can see and observe what's going on out there, but that's not your true experience. Your true experience of, man, I was having this amazing feeling of love rushing in, or I was so aware this person was needed love or needed support. Instead of being like, this person's horrible and I'm totally done with this. Nothing, nothing loving happened because both people were externally having the experience and it was in their mind. It was mm-hmm. a judgment of fight or flight, conquer, life or death, all of those things. So I think it is, I think it can be daunting, but every time I've had that thought or I've been like, this is, you know, I'm kind of done. (laughs) 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 I'm out. And I just feel like I never know from day to day what's happening. That is always an invitation for me to be, what do I know for sure? What, what, What has my experience taught me more than anything? That if I take a deep breath, I am breathing in the divine. I'm breathing in energy, even if you don't use 
divine presence as your source. Right. I am breathing in energy and my heart is beating and I am love made in a physical body. And if that's all I know all day, if that's all I even get, that's as far as I can get, that is my true essence. That's who I truly am. That has shifted me a lot. Like, because my mind will get busy. I'm like, oh, I have this and this and this and this and this to do. And I, just the other day, I was talking to my husband. I felt like I failed at something. Mm-hmm. And I actually burst into tears. I barely mm-hmm. made it out of the store. And I was like, waterworks. You know, he's trying to comfort me. And he's, he's, he's telling me. Not what I need to hear. He's being very spiritual with me. He's he's uh, he's showing me what I'm having for an experience. He's like right. reflecting it back to me. And I remember thinking, part of me inside wanted to laugh at the fact that what is your problem? Like, this is- <laughs> and then I heard my spirit say, "You've had such a release that needed to happen, and we used this event to make it so." That's what I heard. Mm. It's this moment where your mind could chew on it was the moment that we opened you up. Yeah. It's not about, you know, it's it's not about the thing. It was about not feeling good enough and feeling and starting to put pressure on myself. So it stopped. And I don't know how far down the rabbit hole I would have gone with it, but I was heading in a direction that was not beneficial for my awakening. Right. So I had a major release and definitely a shift in how my thoughts were happening um, and how I felt about them. And it was like, that is, that's not true for me anymore. And that's why I'm crying because I'm trying to have an experience that's not, that's not me anymore. Yeah. So I had an awareness that that's not me anymore. That's not my struggle. That's not my judgment. And I was trying to put it on like somebody else's outfit. Yeah. I was trying to wear somebody else's clothes and it didn't fit. I just wanted to say, I feel like it's also a little bit of like a grieving process in a way because you're letting go of this person or this version of you that you were at one point and then you're shifting into this whole new experience and you know we talked about this a little yesterday and I again thought about it all night it's so beautiful and and kind of it's so dark and beautiful at the same time that we're not only grieving but a lot of times we're worried more about how other people are going to grieve that they don't know who we are or we've grown apart from somebody or we're not interested in a certain thing anymore. And at first the mind's going to want to jump on that and be like, you know, trying to be external with it. But we're grieving. Some people grieve the actual fact that they came here at all and that they separated themselves from the divine source. I mean, some people really feel that way. Like I, you know, I felt like I didn't belong here my whole life and just feel so odd to be here. They have a very visceral remembering of not being not being here and then you have people that are grieving because it's so comfortable when you know who you thought you were what you thought was your job what you thought was your life and then it starts to dissolve away and you're like okay now I'm scared I feel lonely (laughs) I feel isolated I don't even know if I can talk about it because I don't really know what's happening and I don't know who to talk to about it which is kind of why I love what I do because when someone comes in with with that experience, hmm. it's so beautiful to watch as I'm kind of offering this information and they realize, okay, this is a real thing that's happening to me then. <laughs> this is a real process. It's happening to other people. It's okay. Yeah. Um, it is it is so overwhelming at times. It, there, the more that we can be 
grieving or laughing, whatever our experience is, and just say, this is how I feel in this moment, and I'm it's okay. Yeah. It's okay not to know what's happening, and it's okay to have the experience of whatever it is and not try to label it or judge it because that's the mind's work. Mm-hmm. Um, when I used to be involved in Diksha events, people, we you know, we'd be in these high states of awareness and meditation. And people, mm-hmm. which still tickles me to this day, myself included, you could have this guttural belly laughter come out of you for no reason and at no specific time. And all of a sudden you get three or four people that are just letting it out. They're just laughing like they've never laughed in their life because they have so much joy pouring into them. And then you have someone right next to them that is having a literal dissolving of self and they're crying because they're so overwhelmed with grief. They're all, it's all okay. It's all okay. And it's all part of being divine and not having any restrictions to the experience of that, letting everything just happen, letting it move through you, letting the human part of you wants to put a cork in it. Yeah. (laughs) I can't laugh right now. It's really quiet. Everyone's going to look at me or man, I want to go home and cry in private because I don't want anyone to know that I'm losing my mind. (laughs) I don't want anyone to see this. It's okay. And it's okay to witness. The most beautiful gift you can offer someone is to witness, be their witness when mm-hmm. they're having those moments. And not try to change it, not try to stop it. Like we're used, we're trained to do that. We're trained. When someone's crying, you want them to stop. Yeah. You want them to feel better, you pat them on the head, and you want them to be okay. Right. This kind of okay is whatever your experience is, is divinely perfect. It has to be. Because it's the divine causing it. It's the divine making it happen. And the less you know, the better off you are. Because if you're knowing too much about it, then your mind's telling you a story that's probably not true. Mm. So if you can just be with your feelings, with your emotions, if you can just call it love, just call it all love. Now yourself, now the self-love part is just automatically happening. You don't have to get caught up in the word. You're just giving yourself space to have the experience of who you really are. In that moment, you are a laughing vessel. <laughs> That is, it's without any condition, without any control. It's just happening to you. And that's beautiful. And that's what we're working towards. Getting our hands and our minds off things and letting the flow of what is happen without judging it, without stopping it, without, you know, telling ourselves a story about why this is happening. Right. I hope that makes sense. The story yes, part no, part. that makes so much sense. Very <laughs> stories so we can understand and and it's been detrimental to humanity the stories we've told have taken us to places that now we have to let go we have more to let go of we have to release more because of the stories we've told yeah absolutely wow we've covered so much in this episode i i totally cannot wait to put this out i think there's so much good stuff in here um, that I just I can't wait to share with everyone. Before we wrap things up, I have one last question that I'm a little bit curious about. In the past, like when I I feel like really kind of started my personal spiritual awakening and was kind of becoming more aware of this stuff. I remember like when I was probably like 19 or 20. And I remember like Googling, like, how do you know if you're going through a spiritual awakening and what are the signs? And I remember seeing a lot of stuff about how like, oh, there's physical signs like you might hear ringing in your ears or you might get migraines or headaches or you might feel sick. And I was wondering if 
if you subscribe to that belief that like there are physical symptoms when you're going through a shift or an awakening and like how do you know if you're actually going through this and it's part of your awakening or like you're just having a headache and you're having a bad day or whatever the thing is like how do you know if it's part of like your spiritual journey so this is going to sound probably a little generalized and i apologize but Mm -hmm. i feel so first of all i definitely agree with the with the i i subscribe to the theory that we're having physical symptoms of awakening and i say that because our awakening involves upgrades and updates to our energetic system in order to be the vessel that can house the higher frequency of our spirit as we're being awakened there's actual frequency upgrades and updates that are happening there's a neurobiological shift happening in our brain and there are physical things happening to us so that we can flow this high vibrational light and love so that's for sure and the releasing part can be painful too like sometimes i have like feels like lightning bolts that will come out of the bottom of my feet or you may have you may see a lot of flashes or your ears will ring or you'll get th- oh, I call them thrill bumps. You'll get goosebumps for no reason. Or you'll just have body soreness. Um, solar flares also are very are helping activate our higher frequencies and those are becoming more and more common. And people that are energy sensitive are going to be sensitive to things like that as well. But one of the things that I want to really touch on is the need that we have because it's unknown is to know, to have someone tell us or show us that this headache that I have is is because of this process that I'm going through. And that's the mind needing to have a reason for that. And so what I try to do, so even though I subscribe and I'm very aware that there's a lot going on inside of me, inside mm-hmm. of you, inside of everyone, because we are being shifted physically, mm-hmm. energetically, emotionally, spiritually. But the idea that we need to, you know, even need to know that there's symptoms that are happening. I mean, even in my work, I do provide that information to people, especially if they really need it because they're getting, they're getting stuck on it. But the awakening part, I always remind myself the divine's got it. There's nothing for me to do anyway. So I'm going to caretake my needs. If I feel like I need to to do something to feel better, Mm -hmm. hopefully naturally, you know, I'm going to do it. So that I can make this a little easier process. But Mm -hmm. whatever symptom I'm having, I am very easily, you know, geared towards just assuming if this is part of my process and I I don't want to resist it, I just want to let it happen. And you can go on Facebook and you can see memes all the time (laughs) with things that are showing ascension symptoms. Mm -hmm. And most of us can check off nearly everything on the list because we're all going through it. And that does feel better to know that, okay, (laughs) I'm not losing it. I'm not crazy. I'm not sick. Although I'm not going to say that, you know, people shouldn't follow through with their doctors if they feel they need to, but right. there are symptoms that we're collectively feeling because there is a collective shift happening. Mm-hmm. So the physical part I, I, I do and the emotional part, I try to just release any conditioning that I need to have an answer for, is this awakening or not awakening? I try to let myself have the experience of it. And I always like to guide people to become intuitive, really be intuitive with your body. Um, Your body's talking to you. It's telling you we're being upgraded and updated. If it's around (laughs) an astrological event, hell yes, that is part of the process. All these things are showing up to help us 
upgrade and update so we're becoming high frequency, higher loving, higher light beings. And that's a process and humanity, that, again, has never been through this. So we're all in this like melting pot together. Um, so I would tell people if you need to have that kind of checklist to make you feel better that this is happening, I just would caution people not to let their mind go down the rabbit hole right. with it because now you're not allowing the experience to really happen. You're telling yourself a story about it. Mm. And that is not going to keep you from your shift, but it's going to slow it down because now you have to wake up from the story first before you can have a shift. Right. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Thank you so much for that answer. And what a what a great way of looking at it. Thank you for this whole thing, for being here, for doing this interview and taking the time to sit and chat with me. I think my listeners are going to get so much out of this and I can't wait to post it. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to share or can people find you? What's the best way to work with you? Yeah, I would I would like to say one last thing to kind of wrap this up, and then I'll, yeah. I'll share my contact information, absolutely. Um, I really hope that people that are having experiences are able to breathe and know that they are okay. Um, we can, you, no matter who you listen to or who you talk to, everyone, especially people that do healing work, we're all here to do our part, and we're all here to offer whatever flavor is being flowing, flowing through us. So this is my take on it. But for people to feel safe and for people to feel, you know, in my room, this even says safe, support, and loved. Those are the yeah. things um, that I hope we shift into first so that we can actually enjoy the rest of the process. But um, just knowing that, you know, no one's alone. Everyone's going through their own unique symptoms and their own unique experience. And it's perfectly natural to have the experience they're having. Um, I think that's that would alleviate a lot of the collective fear that really builds sometimes mm. around all the things that we're seeing externally. Go inside, go inter internally, love yourself the best you can, tend to your needs, connect to something that's a higher vibration, a higher source, and know that that is what that that energy is what is processing you. Um, and I hope that's helpful. So yeah. I have a I have a space in um, at La Valley Chiropractic currently in Oakland, Maine, and I do have an Energy Healing with Jen Burgess Facebook page. If people would like to check that out, um, they can private mm -hmm. message me through that um, to schedule. I do online um, coaching um, and intuitive readings that way as well. But again, I offer Reiki sessions um, and pretty much anything to do with an awakening. Um, I do guided meditations as well. And I'm looking to um, get my website up and I'm rebranding my business as we speak. So there'll be more to come. Mm -hmm. And I hope that people check that out. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm definitely going to put your the link to your Facebook page in the show notes. And feel free to let me know whenever the website and all that other stuff comes together. If there's anything else you want me to add, I can always go back and add those in later so people can check those out as well. Thank you so much, Jen. This has been such an incredible yeah. conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Whitney. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Space Witch Podcast. I feel like I could talk to Jen for hours. She is full of so much wisdom and knowledge 
And I just, I loved this conversation so much. I was honestly processing this whole conversation for days after. And I'm actually thinking about for my next episode, maybe making another episode where I talk about some of the insights and wisdom that I gained from talking with Jen. And if you gained any wisdom or insights from listening to this episode, please feel free to share it with me on social media. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Be sure to check out the show notes and check out Jen's Facebook page and show her some love on there. Send her a message. If any of you are interested in anything that I'm up to currently, be sure to check out my website, www.spacewitchastrology.org. I recently updated my website and added a few things to my shop and added some new services. So if you're interested in working with me, be sure to check that out. I hope you all have an amazing rest of your week. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I love you all so much. Don't forget, you are so much more than your sun sign. And I will catch you here next time on the Space Witch Podcast.